welcome to episode 807 of the Sleeper and the Bus. It is Monday, May 4th. I'm your host, Paul Spore, and I am flying solo. It has been far too long since we've done a solo episode. Usually those happened in season uh, when I just had something to talk about and, you know, it wasn't a day that Justin and I record. I would jump on and, and chat with you guys by myself. But we don't have baseball, so it's been more difficult to do that. However, we're getting some baseball. It's just not going to be in America. We're getting the KBO having their opening day tomorrow, the 5th, on, well, I think it might be actually overnight for us in America, but it, it, it's Tuesday, um, and it's actually going to be broadcast on ESPN. And what I wanted to do today, we've been having a lot of different coverage on it, both on uh, on Fangraphs, our site. You can find other stuff all around the inter- internet at various other places. There's a, a big um, primer for it at Pitcher List that I recommend you check out. And, and like I said, you can find other stuff uh, elsewhere too. But I wanted to talk specifically about the major leaguers, or former major leaguers as it were, who are going to be in the KBO this year. And just kind of give a little rundown of them, talk about, you know, what they were like, uh, I guess, when they were here, and, and maybe have you remember some names that uh, you're like, oh, yeah, that guy, that guy. So we're going to go pitchers, then hitters, and for each, we're going to go team by team. And so let me see. Quickly eyeing it, it doesn't seem like any team has more than three. I wonder if there's a limit. There might be a limit because no team has more than one hitter. Wait, maybe that's okay. That's that's looking like a pattern here. One, two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, eighteen, twelve. Okay, so I think there's ten teams, and you're allowed two pitchers and one hitter. Because that's exactly how it breaks down. So, I maybe should have done some research. I just noticed that. I was like, oh, there's a little bit of a pattern here. No team has more than two pitchers, and every team has at least one hitter. Anyway, let's start with the Doosan Bears and talk about their three guys that they've got. So, on the mound, they have Raul Alcantara, or Alcantara. I... Tell you what, the Sandy, the Sandy Alcantara, Arizmendi Alcantara thing has ruined me. I, I want to get these things accurate, but now I'm just nervous. I don't know which way to go ever. Looks like Alcantara for Raul. Now he was a Boston slash Oakland prospect of a little bit of note back in the early uh, tens, as it were. He signed all the way back in 10 with the Red Sox at 17. Actually, that's when he made his pro debut in the Dominican Summer League. He might have signed before that at age 16. But uh, so, you know, he bounced around for a while. He did not make the majors. So he played from 10 until 18 in the minors. So he was a 25-year-old still knocking around with the uh, with the A's. Oh, he did make the majors. Excuse me. He made, he made the majors with the A's in both 16 and 17. And it did not go well. So he had 46 in the third innings with a 719 ERA and a 149 whip. So Raul Alcantara has struggled. And he had a 2.7 homer nine. That wasn't doing him any favors. And his minor league track record was okay. 366 ERA, 124 whip. But it wasn't really showing any standout features. Now, he is not new to the KBO. And I will, I will delineate when somebody is versus uh versus when they're not he joined the league last year 2019 
And he put up a 401 ERA and a 125 whip, 172 and two-thirds innings. Not bad. I mean, kind of a control guy. Uh, only walked 27 in, in the 172 and two-thirds. It's a 1.4 BB9. We do not have the uh, foreign league stats on our site, so I am on baseball reference here, so I'll, I'll be quoting per nines. I'm not going to do the calculations on all these to give you the, the percentages. I do prefer strikeout and walk rate to the per nines, but they're going to, the per nines are going to get the job done here. So bear with me on that. But it looks like he's basically, you know, at 27, still been kind of the same guy that he was when he was uh, in the major league organization. So I think Raul Alcantara kind of is what he is. Now, I don't know what a 401 necessarily translates to. Does that does that make him kind of a you know mid-tier pitcher? Um, I don't think it would make him a stud. I think they put up some pretty low ERAs there. Actually, let me just look at where he ranked on his team. He was second in innings behind one of the other major leaguers, so I'm going to get to in just a moment. Let's make sure they still have him. They do not. Okay, so this other guy moved teams. Or, or no, pardon me. Raul is the one who moved teams. Alcantara moved teams from 19 to 20, not the other guy who I will get into. I'm not going to spoil the name. Uh, but anyway, so he was one of their four primary starters. Um, Alcantara was, and he had the third best ERA. There were a couple guys at 362 and 376. His whip was second best. So he's like a pretty decent starter. Like, there's some value to what uh, Raul Alcantara did for the uh, KT Wiz last year. And uh, again, this year he's going to be on the Doosan Bears. And he's going to be joined by one of my favorite names, man. I was really hoping that this guy would make it in the bigs just because of his name. And that is Chris Flexen. He, he would have been flexing on these fools. And with that, with that phrase becoming so popular, it would have been perfect. The puns would have written themselves, but it wasn't to be. So he has joined the the Korean baseball organization. It's his first year overseas for Flexen. He was in the Mets organization throughout his uh, major league career, starting back in 17, signed out of high school, and, you know, was kind of grinding it out. He was a lower tier prospect. I think he would make some top tens for the Mets here and there, but more of a top 20 type guy. Debuted in 17, got some time in 18. I actually only got six innings. And then got 13 and two-thirds in 19. So he actually had 48 innings flexed and did in 17. All told, 68 innings. Ah, so close. 807 ERA, 213 whip. Yikes. He wasn't flexing on anybody. My goodness, that's tough. Small sample, but holy smokes, that's not very good. 361, 131 in the minors over 588 innings. Um, you know, decent strikeout walk ratio, strikeout to walk ratio, usually kept the ball in the yard. Things he did not do in the major league sample. Did have a little bit of a hit issue. He gave about a hit per inning in the minors. You expect that to go up. It ended up being 12.0 in the majors for Flexen. He will also be on the Doosan Bears joining Raul Alcantara. Now, I wonder if I could find a way to... Eh, no, I'd have to find somebody who was on Doosan last year 
kind of do some idea of like, well, where's he going to fit? We don't know. I think the, by the way, as far as like what the translation is for the, uh, for the KBO, I think it plays like the, uh, the, the mythical quad A, if you will. You know, th- there's that idea that there's a, a, a quad A player, um, somebody who's too good for AAA but not good enough for the majors, meaning that the KBO would kind of be that league in between where it's not quite major league caliber, but it's uh, it's probably better. It's probably better than, than AAA overall. So I think that's, that's, that's where we're at. So, you know, think about somebody like, now he's actually ended up being good. But Eric Thames, before he went over there, was kind of getting that quad A tag where it's like, you know, keeping him in AAA doesn't seem right, but he's just not he's just not holding his own at the major league level. Well, then he goes over to the KBO and was an absolute god over there. And so that was kind of his perfect league level. And then comes over here, has that big first season, and hasn't been bad since, but, uh, you know, smoothed out a little bit. But anyway, I think that's the uh, the general idea of the KBO is that it's a, a bit better than AAA, not quite as good as the majors. By the way, Doosan, this team that we're covering right now, they were the league's best team last year by record, 88 and 55, two games better than Kiwoom Heroes. Now, Alcantara, who we talked about first, is going to be their opening day starter. In fact, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the guys that we're going to talk about are going to be the uh, the opening day starter for today. And these games will happen, I believe, at 12 a.m. Central or Eastern. I don't know if this is working to my time frame or doing east no it is where okay so 12 a.m 12 a.m central perfect i'm i'm a night owl i'll be up i'll be watching anyway so alcantara and flexen are going to be on Doosan. flexen debuting this year you know I, I feel like he can at least be like kind of a back-end rotation guy for them we'll see what he can do next up is the hanwa eagles pardon my pronunciations I, i'm if, if i have any of these egregiously wrong please hit me up on twitter and say hey not not correct you have to do better. Some of these are easier. Others, like Hanwa, I'm on, I'm not 100% sure that I've got. Kia, got that. Doosan, got that. Samsung, easy peasy. Um, I actually, it looks like Hanwa and Kiwoom are probably the only two that I would, uh, that I might be saying wrong. Anyway, Hanwa has Chad Bell and Warwick Sopold. And now I mentioned both, you know, at the same time. Primarily because they're both former Tigers. So I'm a little bit more accustomed to to what these two have to offer or don't have to offer, as it were. He says, throwing some shade. Um, but yeah, obviously, and we don't need to belabor the point. A lot of these guys are going over there because they weren't quite good enough for the majors. But... There's a spot for them, uh, you know, but they're too good for AAA. So there's a spot for them to be pros and and make a good living in um, in Korea or Japan, in this case, Korea. So Sawpold and Bell, um, I'm, I'm bringing them up in unison for two multiple reasons. One, both t- former Tigers. Two, both veterans. They were on the team uh, last year on this same team. So they're both sticking with Hanwha 
Um, and that's it. Those are the two main reasons. They were the two best starters for the club last year. Not only did they lead in innings, but their ERAs were far and away the best of the uh, of the regular starters. They had three regular starters and then a couple guys kind of mixing in here and there. Uh, but that third main guy, Min Jae Chong, 543 ERA, 148 whip. Yikes. But uh, Bell had a 350 ERA and a 131 whip. Sawpold had a 351-127 combo. They both had similar strikeout-to-walk ratio. Not huge strikeout guys, but they kind of keep the ball in the yard. They don't walk too many. Hits are okay. 8.9 for Sawpold, 8.6 for Bell. But when you're not walking too many and you're not giving up homers, you can still maintain a mid-threes ERA. Now, Bell, that was his first year there. I think for Sawpold, too, but let me check. Sawpold. Yes. So it was it was the first season for both. And they both came directly out of the Tigers. And, you know, they, they left the Tigers to go to the KBO. Um, you know, they, they, they kind of saw the writing on the wall. They're like, well, we can't make the Tigers team. We might as well bounce. Uh, because the Tigers right now have not been that good. So if you can't make their team and do anything, you know, for them... Maybe it's time to try something else. And and neither put up a, a particularly good major league record. Uh, don't need to belabor that point either. 515 ERA 154 or 158 for Sawpold and Bell. You're gonna you're gonna escape having your major league record discussed because I accidentally already closed your tab. Now let's move on. Next team up is the Kia Tigers, and they have. Aaron Brooks leading off here. Now, Aaron Brooks, actually, both of their guys, I'll, again, I'll probably just start mentioning them in the pairs there. I didn't really need to have Alcantara and Flex and sp split up there. Uh, but Aaron Brooks and Drew, now, this is a tough one, G-A-G-N-O-N. -N. You know, when I grew up, there was a guy named Greg Gagne, and then it was Eric Gagne. So I'm like, which is it, dude? So I'm looking at Drew Gagnon, and that's probably what it would have been in the 90s. But is it like Gagnon or something? I don't know. Oh, here it is. It's on his baseball reference. Gagno. Drew Gagno. What? That N at the end is just sitting there being an asshole? Okay. Well, Drew Gagno and Aaron Brooks. Not the basketball player, Aaron Brooks. Um, they're both coming over together for the first time. Neither has been in the uh, has been in the Korean organization. Brooks, I remember, had a little flash with was it Oakland? Like a very brief glimmer there, where they're like, "Oh, oh, this guy got a little something," and then it, it was quickly gone. Ganyo. No, never really had any juice. I think he was like a top 20, top 25 type prospect in Milwaukee's system. Do more to the thinness of it than anything else. In fact, he never debuted. Uh, or he never made it to the majors with Milwaukee. He went from Milwaukee to the Angels organization and then to the Mets before he finally debuted. And he did at 28 back in 2018. Uh, and then got a little time last year at age 29. Neither sample went well. 35 and two-thirds with a 732 ERA and 171 whip. 
for Gagne. Aaron Brooks, as I mentioned, uh, you know, had that little taste with Oakland that was supposed to be good, but that was he's been around for a minute. Now he's been around since 2011. He came out as a uh, college product. He's 30 this year, so he's been around. He's been KC, Oakland, Chicago Cubs, Milwaukee. Uh, looks like back to Oakland, uh, Baltimore, all over the map. So he's been in a bunch of spots. Aaron Brooks has 170 major league innings on his ledger. 649 ERA, 151 whip. Let me see if, I, if I'm right about that. That little glimmer of, uh, hey, this guy might have a little something going with with Oakland. Am I crazy on that? Probably. Yeah, I can't really find where that would have been. I mean, I guess last year when he debuted against Boston and threw six scoreless, could it really have been that fleeting where we're like, oh, is this something? Because in the next start, he got walloped by Houston, 5-5. Five and five. And then through a baseline quality start at Baltimore. So he's three starts in. He has a 424 ERA. And I guess at the beginning of the season when you're scraping the, the waiver wire, you're like, oh, maybe there's something for Aaron Brooks. But it wasn't to be. So anyway, Brooks and Gagneau jumping over to the Korean baseball organization. They're going to be pitching for the Kia Tigers. And uh, again, I wish I had easy access to something. This Actually, hang on. Look at this. I'm looking at mykbostats.com great 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 website and i want to see if i can the website is under heavy load q well there you go <laughs> the website has been overloaded that's not terribly surprising uh so no i can't look to see if there's any pictures and kind of get an idea of what their uh rotation was like last year so let's move on next team up we have the kiwoom heroes and they have Jake Brigham and Eric Yosich. Now, Yosich is not new to the league. Brigham is. So let me pull up Brigham here real quick. Give you a little backstory on old Jeff. So Jeff Brigham was drafted in the fourth round by the Dodgers back in 2014. He's bounced around to Miami. Oh, actually, no, no. It was just Dodgers to Miami. In what deal, I wonder? And then that's that's it. That's he was in the, oh, he was in that giant three-way deal where, like, Bronson Arroyo, Jose Peraza, Alex Wood, uh, Matt Latos. Like, there was a ton of stuff. That was a weird, that was a weird deal. Paco Rodriguez was, I remember Paco Rodriguez. Mike Morse. What? Jim Johnson, Luis Avilon, a competitive balance pick. Whatever. Anyway. So Jeff Brigham spent the bulk of his career uh, with with the Marlins organization. He put up a 344-127 whip in the minors in 442 innings. In 54 and two-thirds, major league, 494-145. Had a little bit of strikeout flair at 8.4. You know, not, not too bad. Um, and last year in his 38 and a third innings, struck out over a batter per inning, 39. Uh, 446, 130 ERA whip combo as a reliever. Nothing special. Age 28, probably wants to get back to starting figures. I can get this going in the uh, in the KBO. Maybe that's going to be my best avenue. So he's going to go over there. That's Jeff Brigham. Eric Yos- Jokic. Jokish. Jokish. J-O-K-I-S-C-H. Jokish. 
was a Cubs prospect. Again, never like a top 100 guy. Kind of made their lists when their uh, system was a little thin or was a deeper entry on the list. Then Miami, Texas, Arizona, Oakland. And then last year he debuted with Kiwoom. Um, and through 181 in the third innings with a 313 ERA and a 113 whip. Yo, that's really good. I imagine that he was probably the team's ace. Let's see if Jokic was. So, oh, wait. Wait just a diggity dang minute here. Oh! I've made a mistake. I have made a mistake that we're learning about live because I'm an idiot. Jeff Brigham isn't going anywhere. Jake Brigham, seemingly no relation. Um, yeah, because under relations, Jake Brigham has nephew of Ron Karkovice, but nothing about Jeff. So Jake Brigham is not only part of this, uh, part of the Kiwoom heroes, but he was already over there. So he and Jokish... We're already over there tearing it up. So, rewind a little bit. Texas Rangers sixth rounder Jake Brigham from uh, 2006. He's been grinding it out for a minute. Texas, Cubs, Pittsburgh, Atlanta. Finally debuted with Atlanta at age 27 back in 2015. Did not go well in 16 and two-thirds with an 864 ERA, 216 whip. Tiny sample, you know, he just got crushed. Uh, really wasn't. Doing a whole lot in the minors that said, hey, this is going to be something big. 427 ERA, 138 whip. Decides to come over to the KBO all the way back in 17. And that was after a season in the Japan League in 16. So he's been overseas for a whole minute. And uh, he was with Rakuten in 16. And then Nexon, in, uh, Rakuten with the Japan League, J JPPL. And then Nexon in the KBO in 17 and 18, which do they not have a team anymore? Because I don't have a Nexon on my list anywhere. So maybe their team name got changed or they got bought by somebody else. Anyway, but then last year debuted with Kiwoom. And I mentioned that how well Jokish pitched and that he was probably the ace. He had a run from his money from Jake Brigham. So Jokish had 181 in the third innings to Brigham's 158 in the third. So that gives him a little edge there. Uh, but, but, and the ERA Brigham gets the edge 296 to 313 back to whip goes, uh, whip goes back to Jokish 113 to 123, but both were awesome. And, uh, Wante Cho also had a 338 ERA and 128 whip and 157 in the third. Yo, they were, they were good. Did they do well? They had great pitching. Okay. Yeah. They were second to, uh, Dusan at 86 and 57 and one. They had one draw. There's a couple draws. Five teams have one draw. Three teams have two. And one team had three draws. Only one uh, Only one team had zero draws. So I don't know how you get a draw. Um, oh, wait. I think they have extra innings rules where if they don't have it settled by X number of innings, like 12 or something, then they're like, all right, catch you tomorrow. And there's not that many draws. So it's like things get figured out. It's not the end of the world to have ties. Anyway, so Brigham and Jokish are, are running it back as the top two starters for this team. Again, I mentioned that a bunch of these guys that we're talking about are going to be starting. Saupold is going to start for Hanwha, 
and uh, Brigham is going to start for Kiwoom tomorrow or later today. If you well, no, it would still be tomorrow because it's 12 a.m. But um, in about eight hours, seven and a half, eight hours. And I mentioned that Alcantara is starting for Doosan, and then a couple other guys that we haven't talked about are going to be starting as well. Anyway, they've got some goodies there. So uh, keep an eye on Kiwoom because their two starters, their two former Major League starters, have done really well over there. All right, next up is William Cuevas. Wanted to make sure I pronounced that properly. This is another guy who's a little bit older. He's, uh, he's going to be 29 this year in his second year in the KBO. He signed all the way back at age 18 with the Red Sox. And again, that's when he debuted in the Dominican Summer League. He might have signed a year or two before that. But he'd been around you know, with the Red Sox for a long time. Then meandered over to the Tigers in 17, Miami, back to Boston. Um, and he actually got some Major League burn a couple different times here. Let's see. Oh, tiny, tiny, tiny samples. Five innings in 16, a third of an inning with the Tigers in 17, in which he gave up four runs, and then 17 innings in 2018 for the, back for the Red Sox. All told, 22 and a third, 806 ERA, two, 202 whip. You understand why it was like it was just not working. In the minors, 374 ERA, 123 whip. You know, not... Not over the top though. It's like that's not terrible, but is it is it really gonna translate into anything except for maybe some some middle relief? So why not go over again? If if this is something where if they want to start and this is their best opportunity, well then hey, let's see what we can do over there. So he was on the KT Wiz. This is the team we're talking about now. Is the KT Wiz. And Odrissimer Despagne is going to join him. Now, Despagne, this is his first year over there. Let me make sure I'm 100% accurate on that. Yes, it is. So Despagne started in the uh, in the Cuban National League all the way back in, in 2005. So he, he pitched there for like eight years before he ever came over. To the majors so when he came over to the majors he was already 27 and he got some real major league time despagne had 363 major league innings but he put up a 511 era and a 145 whip after a solid debut in 2014 336 and a 122 for despagne it's like hey maybe he can be something either like a back-end starter or like a decent reliever but it just really fell by the wayside there 266 and two-thirds innings after that of a 574 era so at age 33, he's deciding, you know what, let's try another foreign. Well, the Cuban League was not foreign to him. That'd be a foreign league to us, but that was his uh, home league. But let's, you know, let's, you know, let's try a different league. It's another foreign league for him in that the MLB was a foreign league. How about that? Um, so he's like, you know what, I'm going to bounce. Uh, he was in the White Sox organization last year, pitched uh, in, well, since he and the White Sox. I'm not sure which he finished with. But uh, he pitched for both their Triple A's. Pitched pretty well, but he's also 32, so it's like, who cares? Uh, because he he still got 13 and a third major league innings last year and had a 9.45 ERA. So back to Cuevas real quick because he is a uh, wait. Oh, okay. So Alcantara was on KT last year. I, I think I hinted at this earlier that I didn't want to say who he was with. That's right. That's who he was with. Uh, 
he was with Cuevas, and they made a ni- nice one-two punch for the KT Wiz at the top of their rotation. Cuevas had 184 innings of a 3.62 ERA and a 117 WHIP. He did he did quite well. Um, and then, like I said, Despagne debuting this year at age 33. We'll be interested to see maybe if he can fill the role of Alcantara and kind of be that number two to Cuevas's ace. And did I mention that um, Despagne is actually drawing the opening day start tomorrow? against the Loti Giants and another guy that we're going to talk about, but I won't spoil that yet until they're coming up. Wait, which team is next? It is the LG Twins. Then we'll get to the Lote Giants. So the LG Twins have a pair of guys, I think, who are both veterans. Hang on, I'm pulling up their pages. So they have Casey Kelly. A name that you may remember when I'm going to cover his history here for sure. And Tyler Wilson, who are both KBO vets. In fact, Wilson is a multi-year vet. Uh, Kelly made his debut last year. So we'll go with Kelly first. He's the son of Pat Kelly. He was absolutely an acclaimed prospect, like a four-time top 100 guy. This uh, Kelly was a first rounder by the Boston Red Sox back in 08. And, you know, he he bounced around. He was big part of a big deal. Was it the Anthony Rizzo deal? Hang on. Let me find out here. Yes. Yes. Traded by Boston Red Sox with Ray Fuentes and Anthony Rizzo to the Padres for Adrian Gonzalez bit part of a big deal there and he was a big piece of it Casey Kelly was so then he goes over to the Padres and he's you know a big part of their organization uh he gets the debut in 2012 it does not go well 29 innings of a 621 ERA he's hurt the following year I think with TJ then he kind of starts um the downward trajectory of his of his prospect type he would never make another I mean at that point he's 24 coming back doesn't make another prospect list Gets another brief, he gets a taste of coffee, a drop of coffee, 11 in the third innings in 15 for the Padres. Again, it does not go well, 794 ERA. Moves over to Atlanta, doesn't do anything with them in 21 and two-thirds, 582. Sticks with them for the rest of that year. Chicago Cubs, San Francisco Giants, um, it just wasn't working. So, at the beginning of last year, 2019, goes over to the KBO, Plays for LG, the team that he's on now. And Casey Kelly, for the LG Twins, goes off. And he and Wilson form a hell of a one-two punch. Kelly puts up 180 inning, 180 and a third innings of a 255 ERA and a 114 whip. And Wilson, by the way, let me just give his backstory. Um, tenth rounder for Baltimore out of college back in 2011. Not, I don't remember him as even a deeper level prospect, but I got to be honest, I'm not that well versed with uh, Baltimore's system in the mid tens to where maybe, maybe, you know, here's the thing. Some of these lists go deep enough that a lot of guys are on a prospect list when you're going 25, 30 deep. Once you get past like 15, depending on the depth of an organization, it's just acknowledging that you're there and that you were a, uh, a, a pick of some, some note at any rate. He's kind of meandering through, debuts in 15 with a 350 ERA and 36 innings for Tyler Wilson. Okay. 
Then comes back in 16 with a 527, back in 17 with a 704. You get where it's going. So he's bouncing between Norfolk and Baltimore, and it's just not really working. 502 ERA, 145 in innings in the majors, 385 and 726 in the third in the minors. So he was really looking like this is the prototypical quad A guy. He's like, he's hanging in there in triple A. He's doing his thing. But when every time he gets to the majors, except that one debut back in, uh, in 15, it hasn't really gone well. And even that was a bit sus for Tyler Wilson because he had a 350 ERA, but a 140 whip and 13 strikeouts in 36 innings to 11 walks. So it's like he must have had the lowest BABIP ever. <laughs> His FIP was only 377, but I have a hard time buying even that. So, you know, th- those chickens came home to roost for Wilson in a big way. So he goes to the KBO in 18, beasts out for them that year, 170 innings of a 307 ERA and a 114 whip, and then had the big season again last year. So he's had two great seasons over there, Tyler Wilson has. 292 ERA, 116 whip last year. He and Kelly, great one-two punch. They did well. Did it net them any any greatness there? LG was fourth in the league at 79 and 64. They had some other major leaguers too. They had Tommy Joseph, who you may remember. Hyunsu Kim, who'd come over and then went back. Um, Carlos Piguero. Oh, man. There's a name. And then Jay Kukryu. He's, he's highlighted here, which means he was a major leaguer at some point. But I do not remember him. Did he ever pitch in the majors? He did. Back in 07, 06, and 08 for the Cubs and Tampa Bay. He put up 39 two-thirds of a 749 ERA. Maybe that's why I didn't remember him, you know? So anyway, but uh, yeah, they had a lot of major league influence on their team last year, and they did pretty well. So Wilson and Kelly, now I don't think, is either of them drawing? No, neither of them is drawing the, uh, the opening day start, which is kind of interesting. Let me see. Is the guy who... um, So their third starter last year, who threw 168 in the third innings with a 412 ERA and a 143 whip. Uh, Wu-Chan Cha, which I believe is Cha Wu-Chan on other side. Like, they do the uh, naming convention differently in Asia. So on baseball reference, it's Wu-Chan Cha. But then on the MyKBO site, it says Cha Wu-Chan. At any rate, he's drawing the opening day nod against Alcantara and Dusan for the LG Twins. So, that's the LG Twins. Let's go to Lotte, the Lotte Giants. And they have Adrian Sampson and Dan Straley. Two names that you should definitely have some idea about because they were just pitching in the majors pretty darn recently. And by that, I mean last year. And both for like... A, a pretty decent, like Straley, I mean, you should definitely know that. He has 803 major league innings and some real, you know, useful work in the majors. Uh, but he struggled last year for Baltimore. Put up a 982 ERA and a 199 whip. So something was going on there and it was just a problem. Adrian Sampson put up a 589 ERA and a 153 whip and 125 in the third innings for the Rangers last year. So they're both jumping over. Um, they're they're de- obviously they're debuting. Straley is going to pitch opening day for the Giants against uh, Despagne, 
Adrisimer Despagne. So that's going to be interesting. Eno has a, a good relationship with Straley. So he has, uh, he has talked to him about some of his experiences over there. If you listen to Rates and Barrels, you've heard Eno mention, you know, talking to Straley about how everything's going to be working and, and what's going to be going on over there with the, uh, with the Giants. I mean, that's... If they perform, I mean, look at some of these guys that we've been talking about here um, and how they've performed when they've gone over to the KBO. There's a chance for Australia and Samson to be two of the very best pitchers in the entire league, let alone just for the uh, Giants. So this is a major bolstering to their staff, and I'm really eager to see how it pans out. I remember being a pretty big fan of Australia when he first came up with the A's, and I really want to see uh, what he can do with them this year. So I'm going to be pretty dialed in on, on what's going on with Dan Straley. I mean, I'm going to be pretty dialed in on the KBO in general. I'm, I'm eager to see how all of this goes. I know there's some fantasy leagues starting up. I haven't decided to like start one or do anything with that, but I am going to be watching and kind of keeping a close eye on it. Uh, I'm excited to see some live baseball and I'm a huge night owl. So these games being played at, you know, midnight, my time, that's nothing. That's nothing for me. So the giants had a brutal year last year. They were 48 and 93 so they needed to be, make a big impact. So they went and got two big guys. The major leaguers that they had last year, they had two only a handful of major league, uh, former major leaguers for influence. Carlos Asuaye, who uh, only had 194 plate appearances and was not killing it. And then Jake Thompson and Brooks Raley. Now, Raley was pretty good. He had a 388 ERA, but a 141 whip. Um, he was their highest pitcher by innings at 181 by far. Their next highest was 125 and a third. And maybe that was part of their problem is that they didn't have any consistent pitching. Thompson had a 474 ERA and 123 whip in 62 and two thirds innings. Um, so yeah, they needed an in, influx of talent and they got that. Now, uh, well, never mind. I was going to mention one other guy, but I want to mention him on the hitting side. I'll do that when we get to hitters. Anyway. Big, big things coming for Lote this year if these two guys pan out. At the very least, if they pitch well, they shouldn't have, they shouldn't be dead last by 10 games the way they were last year. Like I said, they really struggled. Um, well, actually, they weren't, it wasn't by 10 games because of the draws, but they had 10 fewer wins than Hanwha, the next lowest team. And their 531 ERA was far and away. Oh, wait, 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 wait. That was their runs per game. Um, they're 483 ERA, but it was 5, 5.31 runs per game. So there's obviously some unearned stuff there. But 4.83 ERA was still worst in the league for Lote. So they addressed that in a big way. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see if Straley and Samson can pay the big dividends because I think that uh, that there's high expectations now for Lote after signing the pair. All right. Where are we on the list here? We've got three teams left. The, the NC Dinos. Samsung Lions and the SK Wyverns. Wyverns? Wyverns? So, NC Dinos. They have Drew Rosinski and Mike Wright. Turns out he was wrong for the major leagues. <laughs> Freaking got him, dude. Mike wrong. Get it? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'm going to take a drink on that one. Sorry, I hadn't taken a drink all episode. What's a solo cast without a drink? And I'm going to turn on the fan because it's getting hot in here. 
I'm probably just sweating after that terrible ass joke. Uh, but I've been making Mike wrong jokes for far too long uh, because I, I don't want to explain it. It has to do with MLB The Show and my Twitch stream, but who cares? Nobody cares. Moving on. NC Dinos. Drew Rusinski, Mike Wright. Mike Wright is debuting. Rusinski was on the club last year, the same team. Uh, he put up 171, 177 in the third innings of a 305-118 ERA whip combo. Damn good. He's age 30 going over there, Rusinski was. And um, I, I recognize the name, but I don't know if I recognize it as as any sort of prospect level. I think I just recognize, you know, it's just one of those middle reliever type names that you just remember for some reason. 533 ERA, 159 whip in 54 major league innings, 421, 135 in 573 minor league innings. So he found new life in the KBO last year with that giant season Rosinski did for the NC Dinos. He was far and away their best pitcher because he had 37 more innings than the next highest guy. Now, by rates, uh, Jin Woo Park was right there with him, 314, 118. But again, those 37 innings, I would I would then give... Rusinski, the uh, the the locked in best pitcher tag. Now, here's something that I'm noticing. So I'm looking at at the 19 uh, numbers, and I'm seeing that they had three former major leaguers with Rusinski, Eddie Butler, and Christian Friedrich. So, am I wrong about my two my two uh, major leaguer major league pitcher per team rule because where i'm getting this list from is mykbostats.com slash players slash foreign so it lists all the major league players and this is this is just what i'm seeing the two pitchers per team and the one hitter per team so i don't know i don't know do they does it stop being a foreign player after x number of years i don't know about that you know if if this guy's been in the league for four years I don't know. Oh no! Here, okay. So I, I knew I knew where to look here. All right. So this is interesting. I bet what it was based on this rule. Okay, there there is a rule against it, but I bet these guys were coming in and out, like they didn't have them all on. They didn't have Butler, Friedrich, and Rasinski on the team at the same time, along with Jake Smolinski and Christian Bethencourt. Because that's five foreign-born players and there is a rule that you can only have three foreign players uh signed by any team which was recently raised from two in 2014 and until this year so starting tomorrow uh all three can play in a game but before that only two could play in a single game so thank you to alex fast for that in his kbo primer i figured i would find an answer there and regular season games do have a 12-inning limit. I did have that. Playoff games have a 15-inning limit. Uh, if a postseason game ends in a, an official tie, it essentially doesn't count. It is replayed in full. Wow. Wow. Could you imagine playing 15 innings, still tied, and then they're like, well, none of that was a thing. And you're like, oh, okay. Anywho, back to Rosinski. He beasted, and he's going to be joined by, who did I say? Um, Mike Wright, Mike Wright. So Wright, former, uh, former Baltimore Oriole, 
Pitched as recently as last year in the majors for Baltimore and a little bit for Seattle. None of it was good. 7.98 ERA, 191 WHIP. The worst of his career, although through through the 258 innings as a major leaguer, six ERA, 156 WHIP. It just just never really clicked. And the one of the big reasons was the home run ball. So obviously, with things going up last year, that really did not suit Mike Wright very well. Keeping the ball in the yard has been tricky for him. That's been a big issue. I do believe that uh, the the ball flies out a, a bit less, a good bit less in the KBO. So this is going to suit him a lot more for Mike Wright. And I wouldn't be surprised if he finds some decent success there of at least a, uh, a mid-fours ERA type of pitcher. He did show some promise in the minors, 385 ERA in 750 innings. He was a Baltimore prospect of some note. But uh, not like not never a top 100 guy. So Wright and Rasinski for the NC Dinos. Next up is the Samsung Lions, and they have are these former teammates. They have David Buchanan and Ben Lively. I want to say that they were both Phillies at one point. I know Ben Lively was. I, I bet everything. Like I know that for a fact. I don't even have to bet. I know that to be true. But he pitched for KC last year. But he was, uh, yeah, they're both Phillies at the same time. Maybe in the minors they might have crossed over. Anyway, who cares, right? That's not what you're here for to talk about if they were teammates in the minor leagues in in America. You want to know about their come up here in the KBO. So let's talk about David Buchanan first. This is not his first foray into foreign ball. He'd been pitching the last few seasons in Japan, though, um, for the Occult Swallows. And then, well, here's an interesting thing. So he was playing on the JPCL for 17 and 18. And then the start, 19, as well. But then it was the JPEL for part of 19. So I imagine that's Japan Central League, Japan Eastern League. But I'm confused because it was the Yakult Swallows both times. So I don't know. I would need to do more research on that. But this is the KBO podcast. So we're not talking about the Japanese league. Sorry, maybe another time. But, so he's not new to pitching over in Asia, but he will be joining a new league this year, uh, David Buchanan will, when he joins the KBO and the Samsung Lions. However, he can probably talk to Ben Lively, who I believe he was in the Philly organization with at the same time, Maybe get some pointers on how to uh, how to survive over there and, and pitch well because Ben Lively made his debut last year and he was a beast. Now he only threw 57 innings uh, for the for the Samsung Lions, but he was awesome. In fact, it's because he went over there like midseason. He pitched with KC last year, as I mentioned briefly, one inning, gave up three runs, but then pitched another 72 innings in the minors. And then was like, okay, I'm out. Got to go. Bye. So by then, and that that lends more credence to my point about, uh, you know, not having all these major leaguers on the team at the same time. That you know they're adding and subtracting players just as we do over here. So uh, they probably don't have all those foreign born guys on the team at the same time. But they picked up Ben Lively last year. He threw 57 innings with a 3.95 ERA, 112 WHIP. Over a strikeout per inning, 58 in those 57 innings. Kept the ball in the yard and did really well. It's going to be interesting to see 
uh, how these two do. Neither of them are starting for the team tonight, though. Baek Jung Yun is going to be getting the start, and uh, let's see if he was on the team last year. I do not see him. He was not. So he's new to the team, but probably not new to the league. And we're talking about the, the major leaguers who are over there, so I don't need to take the effort to look up what uh, Baek Jung Hyun did last year. But he has drawn the opening day nod against Drew Rosinski. All right. Moving on to our final team of pitchers. We have the SK Wyverns with Nick Kingham and Ricardo Pinto, both newcomers to the league. And uh, now remember, Nick Kingham, not that far removed from not only being a major leaguer, but being a major leaguer with, you know, a little bit of interest being drummed up about, about what he could maybe do, including just last year. He had a tough debut for Pittsburgh that I believe, hang on, let me, let me pull up some numbers here so I'm not just flying off the cuff as I pick up Charlotte to come be on my lap here, and then she starts to sniff everything on the desk and be like, I want to eat all this. Oh, no, he had a great debut originally through seven shutout innings, but then got hammered for a good bit and then uh, ended up the season with a 521 ERA. But there were some flashes in the midst of that uh 76 inning sample from 2018 that that generated some interest for Nick Kingdom. I know uh, Nick Pollock was a fan and was talking about how you know there could be something here. Well, last year it never really came together. He started in the bullpen when he was when he did get some opportunities to start. It didn't work. He then went from Pittsburgh to the uh, Jays. He pitched fine with the Jays out of the bullpen, three ERA uh, in 21 innings, but it was with a 152 WHIP. So it was kind of fraudulent, and he allowed way too many homers. And that's been his issue in his 131 and two-thirds major league innings. Nick Kingham has a 2.0 homer per nine, and that's just not going to fly. So going to a less homer-friendly uh, situation like the KBO is perfect. I mean, that, that just makes too much sense. So he, he's going to hopefully find some more success there. Kingham... I could see him being really successful there just by virtue of the fact that they don't allow as many homers. That could be the missing ingredient to kind of bring him down into the low fours, mid threes type of ERA situation, if not potentially better. Then their other guy is Ricardo Pinto, who I don't really know anything about. This is like one of the only names on this list that I knew nothing about. So he was signed out of Venezuela back in 2012 by Philly hung out there until 17 then the White Sox then the Rays had a couple small stints in the majors totaling 32 innings with an 844 ERA 194 whip his minor league record 368 128 in 729 and third innings looked like he was starting to become like more of a full-time reliever and that you know a middle reliever in AAA is just not what you want to be. So he's going to go over here, get an opportunity to possibly start for the uh, Wyverns, and we'll see what happens. Um, again, I don't know. I don't know anything about Pinto, but he's 26, so you know he's still kind of in the midst of his prime. This could be just just what he ordered 
just what the doctor ordered as far as turning the career around and turning him into something special. So we'll see how that goes. But that covers the pitchers. That is, uh, again, Raul Alcantara, Chris Flexen for the Doosan Bears, Chad Bell, Warwick Salpold for the Hanwha Eagles, Aaron Brooks, Drew Gagno for the Kia Tigers, Jake Brigham, Eric Jokish for the Kiwum Heroes, William Cuevas, Drissimer Despagne for the KT Wiz, Casey Kelly, Tyler Wilson for the LG Twins, Adrian Sampson and Dan Straley for the Loti Giants, Drew Rusinski and Mike Wright for the NC Dinos, David Buchanan and Ben Lively for the Samsung Lions, and Nick Kingham and Ricardo Pinto for the SK Wyverns. Now, I was going to dive into the hitters, but I find them so... I don't know. I find them less interesting. There's actually some decent names here, but I'm also coming up on an hour. I think I think it's a good place to cut it. So I originally was going to give you the hitters and the pitchers, but of course, in true Paul Spore fashion, I took too long. Maybe maybe Justin and I will discuss these hitters tomorrow. Um, I'll give you the names, but I'm not gonna. I'm I'm just not gonna dive deep into them. Uh, Dusan has Jose Miguel Fernandez. Hanwha has Jared Hoying. Kia has Preston Tucker. Kiwum has Taylor Motter. KT has Mel Rojas Jr. LG has Roberto Ramos. Lote has Dixon Machado, who, man, I thought he was going to become something for the Tigers. I had hope for him, so I'm hoping. That's another, that could be another big ad for Lote. They're, they're really pushing their chips in this year. NC Dino's got Aaron Altair. Samsung has Tyler Saladino. And SK has Jamie Romack. So there you go. There's the 10 major league hitters. And again, this new rule this year says that all of these guys can play in, in at the same time. Well, with the pitchers, I mean, unless one of them's a reliever, you don't need to put all three in the same game anyway. It might be better to have two foreign-born hitters and one foreign-born pitcher because then you could play all three of them, you know, every fifth day uh, when the starter's going and then you could have the other two. But anyway, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I'm very excited to kind of get some live baseball. Um, did I mention that? I mentioned all the starters, right? Sawpold, Kingham, Straley, Despagne, Rasinski, Alcantara, and Brigham are the ones who are getting, who are getting opening day nods. So that's pretty good. That's uh, two, four, six, seven of the ten teams letting four more players get the opening day nods. So, uh, again, ESPN's going to be broadcasting opening day. I'm not sure exactly where to view everything outside of opening day uh, but i'll post links on twitter as i find them because i'm definitely gonna be trying to check this out late at night and for those of you who are night owls like me you're gonna want, be wanting to watch some of this baseball and uh, hopefully we get to see some uh see some fun live action but anyway thank you so much for listening justin and i'll be back tomorrow